T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From KMOX Sports. The bases are loaded. This is the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. Swing it along with the left. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm. Because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. He hits one deep to left field. You bet. That's a grand slam for Yadier Molina. It's a slammer. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. Welcome, 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 everyone, to Sports Open Line here on a Thursday night. That's right, coming to you from KMOX right here in the heart of Mid-America, Sports Open Line. We're going to have some fun tonight, all sorts of great stuff we're going to talk about. i got to tell you, my friends, it is hot. That's right, it's hot outside, but it is also a great time to be a sports fan. we got baseball in full swing. we got the NBA Finals going on, a PGA Championship We've got everything going on right now. It's a great time to be a sports fan. All sorts of great stuff to watch on uh, TV. Listen here on KMOX for Cardinals baseball. And all sorts of uh, just, it's 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 the best time ever. Now, I don't necessarily want to be outside, you know, because it's, it's really hot and humid. But the bats for the Cardinals, man, they are heating up. That's right. When it's hot outside, they start to heat up. We're starting to see a little bit change of a team here with the Cardinals here in the last uh, last couple of days, last I should say last couple of weeks, and some of the young guns are out. Uh, man, they're just uh, hitting the ball, catching the ball, throwing the ball. Uh, it's, just, uh, it's just a great time to be a sports fan, as I said. Hey, so here on Sports Open Line tonight, we got some great stuff coming up. I'll give you the rundown here real quick. We're going to talk a little golf. Our own Dan Reardon, KMOX is Dan Reardon. He's going to join us, talk a little U.S. Open and I got some other stuff. I want to talk about the uh, the LIV Golf League and get his thoughts on that. Uh, a little bit later, we're going to talk to Lou Corrick from uh, the Blue. He's the NHL.com Blues reporter and uh, talk a little hockey action. I got to tell you, love the finals for the hockey as well. Got to love the abs. I hate to say that. I hate to say that. Who knows? Pat Maroon winning four in a row. Can you imagine that? Pat Maroon, four in a row, back to back to back to back. Unbelievable. And uh, I, I couldn't believe it. i tell you what, the other night, uh, well, we'll get into it Lou a little bit as well. I couldn't believe the game uh, uh, last night with, uh, or excuse you know, yeah, last night with the uh, Tampa Bay. I thought for sure Avs, as soon as they scored, that was it. They were just going to walk all over them. And uh, great job by Tampa Bay to uh, come back. I know the Avs won in overtime, but what a great game to watch. How about the NBA, my friends? Have you watched any of these NBA finals between the Celtics and the Warriors? Unbelievable. Great games back and forth. 
And uh, I tell you, just shy of a couple points here or there, a couple rebounds, a couple misplayed balls, and it could be anybody's game. Game six tonight after we get off the air tonight uh, out in Boston. So go watch that as well tonight. Uh, also, Cardinal baseball. Oh, let me uh, let me go back. So as far as the basketball goes, we're going to have Earl Austin Jr. come on. Uh, he is my sensei when it comes to basketball. We're going to talk to him. Uh, also, Bob Ramsey, the voice of the Billikens, he's going to join us in the 7 o'clock hour, talk a little baseball. And then, of course, Rob Rains. What can you say about Rob Rains other than he is Mr. Baseball here in St. Louis? He's going to join us as well, uh, talk a little Cardinal baseball. Then that's going to be during the strike zone, but I'm going to tell you, we're going to add something to the strike zone tonight. A guy who can really, he can really strike the zone. Devin Alexander, that's right, Alexander the Great, Devin Alexander, two-time boxing, lightweight, light welterweight, and also welterweight champion. He's going to join us tonight as well and talk to him. He's from St. Louis. So all sorts of great stuff tonight on KMOX here on Sports Open Line. But uh, as I said, great time to be a sports fan. We're going to go ahead and take a little time out here. We're going to come back, talk some golf. You better go out there and uh, get your club shined up, my friends. PGA Open. We'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Serving St. Louis for over 96 years. KMOX. Open line on a hot Thursday night right here. Coming to you from the heart of mid-America in St. Louis on KMOX tonight. Hey, we're going to change up a little bit here. We're going to talk a little golf. That's right, uh, a little golf here. Our own KMOX's Dan Reardon and personal friend of mine. Dan has been uh, kind enough to hang out with us here on Sports Open Line. Dan, how you doing, my friend? Doing fine, Greg. Let me ask you a question right off the bat. You spent all your life as a mechanic. Have you ever worked on a golf cart? You know what? I work on golf carts, believe it or not, all the time. And there you uh, go. And you know the biggest the biggest push right now is uh, everything going electric. Many many cities are now golf cart friendly, and we have golf carts that uh, actually do 
you know, up to 35 miles an hour. They're street legal, got mirrors, turn signals, horns, backup cameras, windshield wipers, you name it, man, they're all over it. And I've got a couple of my neighborhood, neighborhood, and they actually commute with the, the children to middle school each day. Uh, I've seen them, like I said, other places than the golf course, but I always wondered if if uh, they, they entered your world as well. <laughs> yes, I'm, I've been lucky enough to uh, work on just about everything, so uh, from Zambonis to uh, golf carts to uh, cars and trucks. So There you go. I'm, I'm hoping for an airplane to roll in one day, Dan, then I'll, we'll, 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 we'll run the gamut. So. Hey, so let's talk a little golf. Uh, U.S. Open going on at the Country Club up in Brookline, Massachusetts. And uh, it's been a while since uh, the PGA has been there. I got to tell you, I, I, by, by looking at it, I think for me, now again, you know, I'm, I'm really much better at driving the golf cart than I am striking the clubs. But for me, it seems like the greens are awful small for these guys. Uh, I think um, out of U.S. Opens, outside of Pebble Beach, I think these are the smallest greens uh, that we've seen in modern times at the U.S. Open. So your observation, I think, is, is right on the mark. I love this golf course. I, you know, the last time the U.S. Open was played there was 1988 when Curtis Strange beat uh, Nick Fowler in a playoff. And I was there for that championship, and I fell in love with the golf course at that time. And then uh, I was back again, I think it was 1999, for the Ryder Cup. I was not as taken with the, the golf course at that time because – the Ryder Cup is so different in terms of, you know, there's four matches going on or on Sunday you have the singles, but you don't pay as much attention to the golf course as you do on a 72-hole event. And I, I just love the golf course. It's a typical New England golf course. It's a, a course that just fit into the land. You know, it's not – they didn't have bulldozers and things, land uh, devices to move earth around. And so they've updated it, it's, but it's a great-looking golf course and very old-fashioned. Yeah, you know, speaking of that, I, I, you you hit the nail on the head there right there. You know, they made the golf course into the land the way it was. You know, tight fairways. I, I got to tell you, for me, uh, again, I'm I am not a I am not a good golfer, but uh, some of the blind tee boxes, boy, talk about uh, that would really shake me. And, and you know, that's what the players are, are running into, and, and and there's a little bit of I say mixed review coming from the players about the golf course going into the event. Uh, the blind tee shots and, and the angled fairways, the dog legs, are, are not the modern design. You know, so many TPC courses on the PGA Tour, even in, in the rotation now, you know, we've had Chambers Bay, we've had Aaron Hills for U.S. Open sites. So they've gone away from some of the traditional designs. And uh, so when you get to the, the country club, you see something entirely different. And the players are really not accustomed to playing that kind of golf, but they adapt quickly. The scores are good today. Um, and I think, um, you know, there was nothing that, that they really – I went through the reviews of the uh, early uh, – the interviews with the early players. Nobody had any complaints about the golf course. They felt it was set up fair. The rough is penal but not unplayable. Uh, the greens are firm and fast. I think they will get firmer and faster over the next three days, assuming no weather comes into play. Uh, and, and the scores are good but not great. Well, you know – Every golfer is different, just like every Major League Baseball player, every NHL hockey player. They're all different in their strengths and their weaknesses, and you got to be able to adapt and play play what's in front of you. Uh, and when you get to the U.S. Open, it's not only your skill set, but it's your mindset that comes into play. And I and I bring that up because uh, I think it was noteworthy. You know, Rory McIlroy came off with a great win last week at the Canadian Open. 
um, played extremely well, got to the eight, his 18th hole and bogeyed it. And afterwards, you know, he's got three under, so he's one off the right now, the overnight lead. Uh, and he said his goal that day was to play the round without a bogey on the card. And he played 17 holes in doing that. And that's, that's not, we, when Rory McIlroy won the U.S. Open at Congressional, he ran away from the field. You know, he was 15, 16 under par, and he was eight, nine shots clear of the field at, at, at certain points in time. And he, he's played a lot of majors in that fashion. But this is a, a, a different kind of Rory McIlroy we're seeing these, these days where he is a little more willing to be patient and not force the issue. And he certainly put up a, a really good show today. He made some wonderful par-saving putts. Uh, as part of the round. Um, like we said, the, the mental aspect of a U.S. Open is entirely different than a PGA Tour event or even a PGA Championship where the guys can go low pretty often. Uh, at the U.S. Open, with a few exceptions, Aaron Hills being one, we don't see guys really blitz the golf course. Yeah, Royal McIlroy, uh, that's really been all the talk this week. He seems like he's the favorite uh, to win here at uh, at the country club, uh, and you mentioned about him winning last week in uh, in in Canada. Uh, it's been a while since he's won a major. What makes him the favorite this week? Well, my, from my standpoint, I, you know, I, I I did something earlier in the week, and I said I would go with McIlroy because I believe that unlike many players, and I'm not going to put him in the same category with Tiger, but I'll, I'll I will draw this comparison. Throughout his career, when Rory has gotten hot. He tends to stay hot. Um, now, that doesn't mean he's going to win this championship, uh, but but he's, he's a great driver of the golf ball, always has been a great driver of the golf ball. He has wonderful length, but also wonderful control. But it's it's the scoring clubs that have always bugged him a little bit. He could take advantage of his length until he couldn't hit the, the wedges that well. And then the putter was always on or off. It was not there. But, you know, I was in the, I was in the room with him on – Sunday night at Augusta when he played a brilliant final day at Augusta. Didn't win the championship, but gave himself a look at a championship at at the Masters. And he was so excited about the round, so pleased with not just what he shot, but how he had adapted his approach to the championship over the course of the four days. And he said at that time, he thought he was going to have a wonderful rest of the year because he had put in motion something new in his approach to the game something new about the way he plays majors and so i'm i'm riding a little bit off of that enthusiasm that he he expressed back at uh, sunday at augusta and then showed very well had a chance on sunday with a better performance to win the pga championship at southern hills and here he is back in contention so as i said when he gets hot he tends to stay hot uh, I want to talk a little about uh, something funny that I read about uh, John Rahm. Uh, his ball was stolen on the 18th hole. His ball was stolen by a bunch of kids. Yeah, the, the ball landed uh, over by one of the bleachers or one of the, the uh, fenced-in areas, and, and somebody picked it off and ran off with it. Uh, you know, for you and I, that would be a bad situation because we'd be upset. We wouldn't know where to go. We wouldn't know what to do. For the players, they have television. They have all that kind of stuff. They just found they knew where to put the ball down and continue on from there. And give credit to John Rahm as well. You know, he has not played particularly well this year. You know, he came into this championship as the reigning U.S. Open champion without not a, without a lot of attention directed at him because he hasn't played particularly well. And he had a nice, solid round today as well. 
Hey, before I let you go here, we got uh, just a couple minutes left. Uh, I want to talk about the LIV Golf uh, League, and uh, some big names have went over there. Kind of been a dust up between the PGA and uh, and some of these names. Phil Mickelson uh, for one, and uh, I, what what do you think is going to happen here? Well, you know, I, I'll admit up front, I'm negative about the the idea of doing this. I think the PGA Tour is fine the way it is, and we don't need to have players guaranteed contracts rather than having Correct. to play for the money. Uh, the other thing I will say is that it's an unfair comparison, and it's only the first day. You know, they have basically a half a billion dollars invested in players right now for this new tour. And th- those half-billion-dollar uh, contingent of players, uh, they only have two players in the top 20 after the first day of the U.S. Open. I, I-, I honestly believe they've invested poorly in that they're investing in players who are on the downside of the career in most cases rather than the upside of the career. Dustin Johnson being an exception, perhaps Bryson DeChambeau being an exception. And I'm sure that a lot of the distraction that Mickelson ran into this week when he was in front of the American press for the first time uh, is part of it. But but Phil goes out and shoots 77 today or 78 today. Um, th- they didn't acquit themselves very well. You know, Mickelson and Ustazen both seven and eight over par on their rounds. And they're sort of the marquee names right. on this new tour. And I, I just, you know, you can throw as much money as, as you want at the product. But unless you perform, eventually that's going to catch up to you. And I, I'm sure the Saudis, with all the unlimited resources they have, expect that they're going to get some eyeballs. And you don't get eyeballs from people shooting 77 and 78. That is correct. That is correct. Hey, Dan, I want to thank you so much for joining us here tonight on Sports Open Line. Try to stay cool, my friend. I will, and if I buy a golf cart, I'll bring it to you to get served. That sounds great. That sounds great. Hey, that's our good friend Dan Reardon. That's right, KMOX's Dan Reardon, our golf reporter, talking a little golf here, the U.S. Open out at Brookline, Massachusetts. You're listening to Sports Open Line on a hot Thursday night. We're going to talk some hockey. Cool it down by talking hockey coming up next. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. Swing it along with the left. That's a grand slam for Yannier Molina. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. That's right, my friends. It's Sports Open Line right here on a hot Thursday night in the middle of heart, in the middle of America. Coming to you from St. Louis here at KMOX. KMOX's Sports Open Line. My name is Greg Damon. Tonight, we're going to uh, try to cool you down a little bit. We're going to take you to the rink. Lou Korak, he is from uh, NHL.com. He's a blues reporter. Also, you can check out his website in the slot for some blues news. He's been kind enough to uh, join us here on Sports Open Line. Lou, thanks for coming on the program. Hey, Greg. Thanks for having me. How are you? Good. Are you Are you going to cool us down now? We going to talk. You know, <laughs> I mean, I know the NHL playoffs are really hot right now with uh, the, with yeah. you know, number one game. Uh, yeah, uh, we'll do our best. I mean, yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's a great matchup. So uh, yeah, let's uh, let's talk a little lightning and avalanche. You bet, man. I'm all I'm all over. Love the game last night. I got to tell you, I I really thought at the beginning of the year. I thought the Avalanche best team in the league. Uh, they got so many studs on the team. And, you know, they can beat you so many different ways. Uh, I thought the Blues gave them – man, I thought the Blues did really well against the uh, uh, against the Avalanche. I thought for sure that uh, they would probably trounce uh, Tampa Bay. I was more worried about the Rangers against them than I was Tampa Bay. Um, you know what? Um, I still – you know, d- despite what you saw last night uh, – I wouldn't get too, you know, if you're a Lightning fan out of all this, I wouldn't get overly concerned about it. They've been down this road before. Um, 
look, they lost to what Toronto in in the first round. I believe they lost five nothing and rebounded well. I mean that that series wound up going seven and yeah, and that last round against the Rangers got beat pretty soundly. I think it was six to two, I believe. And uh, you know, it, it seems like they they need kind of that one game just to get that feeling out process of a particular team. Uh, is this a different animal, a different beast? Yeah, Colorado is uh, obviously showed all year long uh, why they are one of the best. Uh, but you know what? I I picked Tampa at the start of this series, and I'm going to stick with that. Uh, I just think that, you know, they have the best goalie in the world, and that's where it starts and stops with me, uh, despite the fact that they have a, a team full of experienced guys that have been there and done that, including uh, our own guy there, Pat Maroon, who's done it three straight years going for uh, – What's what's crazy now to think about it? Four four Stanley Cups in a row is, crazy. is just mind boggling. Yeah, it's mind boggling to me. But I still am picking Tampa because this is one team that they got a great coach, they got a veteran group that that understands how to adjust, knows how they need to adjust. I still fully expect this to go six or seven games. My bet's still going to be on seven games uh, for this thing to end. But uh, it was very entertaining, and even John Cooper said it last night. It was probably our C-plus game, and they still were one shot away from winning the game. So you got to figure they're going to get better. This is going to be a highly entertaining series, and people are going to enjoy it. So uh, buckle up, strap up, and get ready for, for a long one. Yeah, I agree. I tell you, after watching the game uh, last night, I, I think you're right on. I think it's going to go seven games. Uh, i gotta, I got to tell you, as I said, uh, you know, as soon as the Avs scored that early goal, I thought, this is it. Here we go. You know, game over. But I, I thought Tampa Bay played fantastic. I thought they never gave up. They kept their composure. And, uh, you know, as you said, just one shot. That's all it's going to take. You know, they, either team could have won. Yeah, it's you know, Colorado is a team that they can surprise you if you don't, if you're, if you're coming into it for a first time. And, and obviously, Tampa saw them twice during the regular season. It's a little different than if you're in the same conference and you're seeing them five and six times a year. Uh, Tampa hasn't seen them in a while, but that's that speed element that Colorado has. It could it probably took a you know a good sixty plus minutes like it did last night just to adjust to that. Uh, they're out in altitude, which does make a difference sure. to these guys, especially you know players that aren't that aren't used to that atmosphere. And uh, you know they've spent the week out there now. They've got a couple of days off now between games one and two. They're going to get uh, more acclimated to it. So. Uh, am I am I giving you the foolproof guarantee Tampa's going to go out and win game two? No, but I, I'll tell you what, I, I give them a better shot than they had last night. And again, they were just one shot away from potentially, you know, stealing a game maybe that they didn't deserve to win. So I fully expect a better team uh, in game two, and it wouldn't surprise me one bit if they go back to Florida 1-1. I, I agree 100% after watching the game last night. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, I, I really, you know, uh, just sit on the edge of my seat watching it uh, going back and forth. So I think it's going to be a great series as well. Hey, let's talk about uh, let's talk about our own St. Louis Blues affiliate club, Springfield Thunderbirds. They're in the uh, Calder Cup Finals. Yeah, it's it, it's a great story. Uh, Drew Bannister has done a great job. Kevin McDonald, who's the GM up there, uh, fantastic guy that, and they've been able to assemble and put together a group that's that's made a great run here. And and to be honest with you. Uh, you know, fans in St. Louis, uh, this team shouldn't be foreign to them because there's a lot of the guys that are playing there that had bouts here, including Charlie Lindgren, who was fantastic in goal in that game seven. A uh, number of guys, James Neal, Callie Rose, and uh, Dakota Joshua, Mackenzie McKecker, and uh, 
I can name a, a few more that have, you know, that had to come in here and help this team out whenever, whether it be injury or whether it was through COVID or uh, for salary cap implications at the time, um, guys that came up and made an impact in St. Louis. So it really doesn't surprise me that that's trickled down and resonated to, uh, you know, the farm team in Springfield. They've done a great job there, uh, had, had a great regular season, uh, a great seven-game series here against Montreal. And now they're going to, I believe it's the first time in 30-plus years that uh, a Blues affiliate's going to be playing for uh, a Calder Cup. And uh, it's good to see. Uh, now that the Blues are out, I think it gives fans here, too, a chance to kind of, you know, pull pull for the farm club and uh, see if they can uh, pull one out here. If you can't win the Stanley Cup, it's probably the next best thing. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, so I uh, want to talk about one of my favorite players you mentioned, Mackenzie McEachern. Uh Boy, I'll tell you what, it seems like he does an, an awesome job down in the minors. And then when he comes up to the NHL, it's just like he's just on the cusp. He just can't, you know, it just it, it he just needs a little bit more. You know, he was going well, Greg, there for a little bit. When they had him up here, he was playing well. He was in the lineup, and then, you know, injury. That's the thing about that's the thing about the Blues. I mean, it could be an, just an unfortunate thing, whether it's an injury or whatever it might be. It, it normally isn't for and, – and Craig Berube's even said it. It normally isn't because of poor play. It's, it, it's, Doug Armstrong actually said it. Once you get in this lineup, it's, it's harder to get out of it because – you know, it's it's going to take something extra special to get somebody out of this lineup, and typically it's not because of poor play. Unfortunately for him, he had an upper body injury, and then once somebody steps in and is playing well because they know they have to keep a job, now it's tough for a guy like McEachern to get back into the lineup, and he wasn't able to do that. But this is good for him, I think, you know, and a, and a number of guys that are – Getting this experience uh, it gives them kind of that championship uh, aura and flavor and something to experience. And you never know. You come into camp next year, and uh, this, is a, this is a feather in your cap. If you're able to pull this off, they're going to be going up against the Chicago Wolves. If you can win this, uh, it could certainly uh, be of help to you trying to make this St. Louis Blues squad come next year. Hey, I want to talk about uh, Charlie Lindgren you mentioned. Uh, what do you think? Is he going to be the uh, backup next year? I think he's got a shot. I mean, I wouldn't see why not. I mean, he's coming off of a uh, the one-year contract, and it's more or less uh, really was a prove-it contract. I mean, you know, things didn't work out for him in Montreal. And he's even said it himself that he really needed a fresh start, and I think he got one here with uh, not only uh, playing in Springfield, but, I mean, he had a bout here in St. Louis that's that's as good as anybody has ever had going 5-0 and and, you know, really helping this team out whenever – they were, you know, really, really in, in, in a down spot with their goaltending when, when Bennington was down and then when Billy Huso went down, he stepped in and did a great job. And uh, I think that's somebody that they definitely not only should look at but need to look at because uh, he's earned his stripes. And I believe, uh, you know, if, if it's a right fit for him, unless somebody else comes along and really gives him one of those uh, offers that he can't refuse, or not only uh, from a – financial standpoint but just stability with a contract uh i think he's definitely uh going to be in the mix and in the running to be jordan bennington's partner next year yeah i think it's definitely going to happen uh we just got a couple minutes here left <clears throat> excuse me and uh i want to ask uh, or just say you know john tortella this guy never is going to die he's going to just go from team to team <laughs> to team to team and uh, now the head coach of the philadelphia flyers yeah it's you know what he he's a new mike keenan i i think i think there's a lot of <laughs> I don't know if I would go that far because actually, you know, there, there's a lot of people 
that probably don't enjoy John Tortorella. I actually enjoy listening to the guy. It's I haven't been on the receiving end of one of his rants. Maybe that's why. But, uh, you know, just having him in the NHL uh, makes the league that much more interesting. Let's just put it that way. It keeps uh, the media on the edge of their seats because uh, he's a he's a no nonsense guy. I'm I'm just I'm just wondering with the way things have gone with the Flyers, if they just want to bring somebody in there that's going to crack the whip and just do whatever they can to get that thing going. I mean, the guy does have a championship under his belt. We know that. Yes, it's it's it was yesteryear, a long time ago with the Tampa Bay Lightning back in uh, 2004. But he does have that championship pedigree and. Maybe the Flyers think they can uh, get something else out of him because actually the job that he did in Columbus when he was there, I thought it was pretty good because he got that team to the playoffs and he, and he got them playing a certain way that, that, you know, a little bit of tough love. uh, Maybe some people don't like it, but the kind of tough love that he did provide for that organization and that franchise really molded them into uh, a pretty tough team to play against. So we'll see if he can do that again for the Flyers, but it'll be definitely Interesting and a lot of drama involved, no doubt about it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he is an old school coach, and uh, so uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Well, one last question I got for you before I let you go, uh, David Perron, is he staying or not? I think it's going to get worked out, but there's there's probably going to be some bumps on the in the road here because listen, Perron loves St. Louis. Uh, he, but you know what? That can only carry you so far. Um, he signed each and every one of his contracts. Uh, as a free agent in St. Louis. And to my knowledge and, and, and my opinion, I believe uh, he's taken on contracts and he signed contracts where he probably could have gotten more on the open market. That just shows that, you know, his affection for the city of St. Louis. I don't know if that's going to be the case this time. I, he's 34 years old. It's probably, and, and I'm, I can't speak for him, but just my opinion, I believe it's probably going to be his last noteworthy contract. Let's put it that way. Correct. And I think I think he's going to want to get paid the way that he deserves to get paid. Because to be honest with you, the bang for the buck that the Blues have gotten for his production has been incredible. And if you look at probably what he's going to be looking for, he's going to get minimum two years. He's probably going to be looking for three. And if you have to pay him, you know, he's coming off a contract that paid him four million annual average value if he's looking for in the neighborhood of five i think he's earned it and i think he deserves it uh if if he's able to get a little bit more than that on the open market uh, i think he's going to explore it but in the end i think you know there's going to be some bumps in the road the blues are going to offer he's going to counter offer and eventually they're going to whittle this thing down and i believe he's going to be a blue moving forward fantastic Hey, Luke Horak, thanks so much for joining us here on Sports Open Line. And, uh, man, let's talk soon and uh, talk some more hockey. Love talking hockey. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Greg. Take care. Thanks so much. Hey, folks, that's right, Sports Open Line. Going to take a little time out. Coming back, we're going to talk a little NBA Finals. Stick around. All the news and all that matters to you. The voice of St. Louis, KMOX. That's right, back at it right here on KMOX Sports Open Line on a Thursday night. Greg Damon sitting in tonight. We're going to uh, turn it on and talk a little NBA Finals. That's right, Game 6 is tonight uh, right after we get off the air. And Boston faces elimination. Game is at TD Garden in Boston. And our basketball sensei, Earl Lawson Jr., joins us on the program. How you doing, Earl? I'm fine, Greg. How are you this evening? I'm doing fantastic. You know, we talked last week. We talked about the finals. I got to tell you, man, what a fun series this has been. 
It really has. I mean, you can see the twists and turns, different players stepping up at different times uh, in victories. We had the huge game by step in game four. And, uh, yeah, it, you know, possibility if Boston can pull this out, of hopefully a game seven this weekend. So, But, yeah, it, it's been a heck of a series so far. It has been uh, so much fun. Uh, there is no doubt about it. So who's got the pressure tonight, Boston or Golden State? Well, obviously the first pressure is on Boston because if you lose, it's over. <laughs> yeah, so right. The team, the team that's facing elimination. But for Golden State, the pressure obviously would be, you know, you go, at least you got game seven at home. But the caveat is the last time you hosted a game seven, they lost it. So you don't want to face the prospect of losing a, ga- a second game seven in the NBA championship at home, which you know, it's rare. It's only happened like oh, a couple of times in the last 50 years or so. So you don't want to be the happen, you know, the prospect <laughs> of having that happen twice in, in a six-year period. So they're definitely uh, what they're focused on into this thing in Beantown tonight. So I want to talk about uh, Steph Curry. Obviously, you know, he's Steph Curry. So, I mean, uh, he, even when he has a bad game, it's still a great game <laughs> for somebody else. But uh, I want to talk about uh, Andrew Wiggins. What a job Andrew Wiggins has stepped up to. He's been tremendous. And you kind of started to see it. I mean, he's, he made the all-star team this year. And then he kind of took a step back when Clay Thompson came back and Jordan Poole emerged. But you started to see him really step to the forefront in the Dallas series. Got buckets. And then, obviously, he had to guard Luka pretty much throughout the series. He was the main uh, uh, guard, you know, a defensive player. And then he had that highlight reel dunk over Luka. And then, obviously, the last four, two games especially, uh, the, the, six, the 16 and 17 and 16 rebound game in Boston, when the pivotal game for a victory. And then he was the best player on the floor, 26-13. And he's been the primary defender against Boston's best player, Jason Tatum. So, yeah, he's really stepped up into – the player that a lot of people thought he would be when he came out of Kansas years ago. So you you, you mentioned Jason Tatum. That's what I'm uh, my next <clears throat> wanted to talk about. Obviously, uh, not that Jason Tatum has not stepped up, but it seems like he's going to have to take control a little bit more. Yeah, you want obviously you'd like to see him. Have, I mean, have the type of game he had the last game six elimination game on the road. He had 46 against Giannis and the Bucks. Don't know if you'll get that kind of game, but what you need is a big game, but an efficient game, you know, less turnovers and better shooting percentage. And obviously, if it's a close game, a very productive fourth quarter. And those are the things that he's able to do. And uh, I think he got a good chance of moving into that game seven. I think he's got the... Uh, mix up things on the offense. I think I like to see him still pull up and shoot that mid-range ball. He's taking that extra dribble, getting in the traffic, getting stripped, and not getting the call, which he's kind of you know bellowing for, and it's not going to come. So you got to use all your weapons. Take what the defense gives you because he's got the ability to score from anywhere on the court. He's shooting the three very well, and him and Jalen they got to take one less, two less dribbles. When the ball when when the when the ball is moving, Boston is great. When they're dribbling too much. That works to the defense of the other team, Golden State, and that's where the turnovers ensue and easy points against turnovers. And that's Boston's main Achilles heel, which has been in the playoffs, but especially in this series. That's funny. Right here on my notes, I've got uh, circled right here. You got to take care of the ball. That seems like that's their uh, that's their big thing. Absolutely. Just think, like I said, they play great half court defense. Their half court defense is tremendous. But like a football team, when you play great defense. If you fumble the ball and throw interceptions and put your the offense and put your team 
on the short field and the other team gets the ball on your 25-yard line or in the red zone, that negates kind of negates your good defense, and that's what happens to them. They, you know, you want to make – Boston wants you to score against their half-court D, but when they're turning it over live ball, guys are getting easy runouts, transition threes, and easy layups, and you're getting 15 to 20 points uh, a game you're giving away, and uh, that's just a recipe for disaster for a team that prides itself on defense. You're undermining your own – part of your own – part of a great defense is to take care of the ball on offense, and don't let – which negates fast-break opportunities on the other end. Yeah, absolutely. Boston's been uh, one of the best defensive teams all year long. Uh, we got about 30 seconds here. Give me your prediction for tonight. Uh, game seven. Uh, the Boston's got to bring it for 48 minutes because Golden State bringing it. They, they want to end it tonight, but I want to see a game seven this weekend. This, this playoff deserves a game seven, and I want to see it this weekend. So I'm, I'm staying with that. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more, as I said yeah. at the beginning. You know, what a fun series it's been. If you're, if you're a sports fan, you got to watch this because it's just been, you know, uh, one or two shots. That's going to win the game for you. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's been great. It's been thrilling. And uh, it looks like it's going to be no less exciting tonight. All right. Well, thanks so much, uh, Earl Austin Jr., for joining us here on Sports Open Line. We'll talk real soon, my friend. Thank you, Greg. Always a pleasure. All right. Thanks so much. Hey, Sports Open Line, that's right here tonight, KMOX. We're going all the way till 8 o'clock. Don't worry. we got another hour coming up. We're going to talk Cardinal baseball. The strike zone is coming up after the break, my friends. Stick around. we got more to come. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.